This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 63 of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Manscaped.com, as well as CoolHockey.com. My name is Nick Berlansky. I'm joined, as always, by Nick Horwat. How have you been, Horwat? I know it's been a pretty nice week. Had a little bit of rain here today, but overall, a pretty good week. How are you? You know, the opening of, uh, what's it called? That Santana song with Rob Thomas called Smooth. The opening lyrics are... Man, it's a hot one. That's how it's felt the past couple of days. Yeah, high <laughs> 80s reaching low 90s at some points. Yeah, me and a couple of buddies of mine went to a park and played tennis. Um, <laughs> the mistake was that there was zero shade, so it Ooh. was it was a it was a hot one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that that would be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I'm trying to walk nine holes myself before I uh, leave for. We're both going on vacation soon, so things are going to be happening, but I'm trying to get nine holes in before I go, at least myself. Oh, yeah. I'm going in a couple of days getting nine holes in. Yeah. But I'm not walking. That I ain't I ain't for that shit. I'm going to take a cart. <laughs> it just costs less to walk and That's true. get the exercise in. But <laughs> that being said, it rained for you in Johnstown. It did not rain here today. It was just hot. It poured for about again. 20 minutes, but that was it. But, I mean, hey, that's, that's weather and this part of the world yeah that is your weather report from the tip of the iceberg but uh, (laughs) we do have a good show for you guys today we have some very fun segments coming up for you guys we have something it's like an nhl draft but it's picking your phase two skate group for the pittsburgh penguins we're going to do that draft style it's going to be real fun and then Mm -hmm. a little little bit later we're going to talk about who are going to be the pittsburgh penguins black aces now teams in the NHL hub cities are going to be limited to 28 skaters and unlimited goalies. And we're going to tell you who we think are going to be those black aces, those call-ups that are going to be there in reserve, just in case of, you know, worst case scenario and stuff like that. And then we're bringing back an oldie, an oldie, but a goodie. We're going to have another segment of name that stat line. If you're a listener that's listened to the show from the beginning, you know, we did a couple of those episodes back in, I don't know, August and September and October. But we're going to bring that back and have that segment here a little bit later. But before we start all of that, a couple more things I just wanted to address. First of all, the world is opening up a little bit from the coronavirus. Today, I did get to go to the bar for the first time. And boy, did I miss sitting at a bar and drinking a beer. It feels so good to be able to go out into public. And it was even better because they had a Mario Lemieux documentary on. Now they didn't ah. have audio. They were listening. There was music, but there was some good footage, and it was an 80, 1989 documentary. So it was some some throwback footage. It was just it was oh. a fun experience. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, not actually enjoyed it. I really enjoyed <laughs> going back out, and I just I missed going to the bar. That's fair. I mean, I haven't gone to a bar yet, but I did go to the mall the other day. Ooh. And I know it sounds very high school of me, but that was like the first thing I wanted to do whenever this was all over, is to walk around the mall and be able to spend my money. Because sometimes I have an issue. <laughs> sometimes. But, hey, I man, think I if we know. posted a picture of your shoe collection, we'd know it's more than sometimes. Hey, meanwhile, <laughs> it's the first thing I'm buying whenever I go back out. But um, not all the stores were open, but it was kind of nice to just, you know, be walking around, be looking at things. And I was able to eat at Charlie Subs again. Charlie's <laughs> Chili Philly Steaks again. It was nice. Uh, um, that is a some, classic. To eat some garbage. Uh, <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. Oh, yeah, food court food, but mm-hmm. it, it was just nice to be out and doing things. Still wearing a mask and all, but I mean, I mean, I don't have the breathing issues that some people get. I mean, I know some people who really have that issue with the mask, but mm-hmm. I mean, hey man, some people need haircuts and I haven't gotten one yet. I probably wouldn't have gotten one yet. <laughs> yeah, I desperately need need a haircut as well, especially <laughs> before I go to the beach. I mean, geez, I'm going to die of overheating at that point. But mm-hmm. there's one more other thing I wanted to talk about before we get to hockey. And I want to first ask your reaction when you looked at the rundown and saw that the first thing on there was just Elon Musk. I assume you want to talk about his kid? Uh, No, no. I mean... What did he do now? It's not if what it's he not his did. Kid. It's just everything he does. I listened to a <sighs> podcast. Was it either last week or the week before? I can't remember. But it was the Joe Rogan experience and Elon Musk yeah. was the guest. And yeah. oh my God. That was probably the most entertaining two hours of my entire life, except for listening to the tip of the iceberg on repeat. 
I've always heard people say that they think that he's not human, and I always thought it was hilarious. But now, I've listened to him. He's been on there twice, and I've listened to both episodes. The guy is is definitely some sort of alien creation, mm-hmm. because he can say the craziest shit, and says it as if it's like me saying I want a hamburger. Like he says it like there's nothing to it. Like some of the shit that he says is crazy, and then it's hilarious because then there's Joe Rogan. Who's, who's high as fuck. It's the same way. Yep. And he's just freaking... No, he's freaking out. Oh, yeah. So there's Elon Musk who's calm and saying that he's going to put, like, implants in people's brains to make them smarter. And then there's Joe Rogan that's like, what? <laughs> so it's... I was laughing my ass off. So I highly <laughs> recommend... And he did mention a little bit about his kid's name in that as well. But I highly suggest anybody that wants a good laugh for two hours or needs something to get them through their day during this... Go check out the Joe Rogan experience with Elon Musk on it. It is freaking hilarious. That makes one person. I'm not an Elon Musk fan, I think. I just always see bad things about him, too. I mean, I yeah, would... he does great things for what it's worth. Like, he's got yeah. he's got people back in space again. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of a Tesla. I'm probably the ver- the few and the proud in Ooh, there. I could die for, for a Tesla right now. Like, I'd love to have a Tesla. They're not comfortable. My buddy has one, and they're not comfortable to sit in. Well, yeah, I haven't had the chance to really sit in one, but they're gorgeous, and I'm lazy, so I'd like to not drive. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never driven it, and I'm sure it's fun to drive, but it's just not – they're just not my cup of tea. Elon mm-hmm. Musk in the same boat, just not my style of celebrity, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, he's not really a celebrity. He's kind of like a billionaire. There's like a different weight <laughs> class there. There's yeah. the celebrities, and then there's, like, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and... Bezos. You know, yeah, Bezos. They're just like, oh, these they're guys nuts, are rich. Except for Bill just, Gates. just work. Yeah, Bill I Gates mean, is the only sane one out of all of them. Yeah, because you throw Richard Branson in that list, too, and it's the same thing. They're all lunatics that just... They yeah. buy their own islands and stay there. Hey, and listen. I'm okay with that. <laughs> to, I don't want to keep talking about Elon Musk. We'll, we'll get to hockey real here, real soon here. But he, one of the, <laughs> part of that interview was he said he's selling all of his possession items except for a Tesla and his clothes. He's renting his house, so just because people associate billionaires with material items, and he's just like, well, you know what? I just won't have material items anymore. They can't say that about me. So just dunk it on everybody at the beginning. That was at the beginning, so go ahead, tune into that. Let's get to hockey, shall we? Yeah, for sure. One thing that happened in the news in this past week for the Pittsburgh Penguins especially is Evgeny Malkin was named a finalist for the Masterton Award from the NHL Mm -hmm. Professional Hockey Writers Association. Now, there is one finalist for every team in the NHL and Evgeny Malkin was picked to be the finalist for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I think that was pretty obvious that it was yeah, going to go to Malkin. Yeah. Actually the day we record this, I've been spending a lot of the day writing a story on how, on his nomination and how, you know, he doesn't really, he probably doesn't have a shot to win it. I know we're going to discuss that, but um, no one else on the team really deserved it out of this group. I'd say, except for Malkin. Yeah. Yeah. I, you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and, Yes, they all went through a lot of adversity, but when mm-hmm. you talk about the Masterton is awarded to the player who best exemplifies qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. I think you, you read that and you hear that and you think about the Pittsburgh Penguins season and the first person you go to this season, especially Evgeny Malkin, just the way he came back and mm-hmm. the commitment that he had over the past offseason to show up to camp ready to play. Now he, he got injured in the second game of the season which hampered part of it, it a little bit, but also, yeah, coming back, getting yourself up to have this monster season, then immediately getting injured, coming back from that injury and still being the monster of a player that he was in the 2019-20 season. Doing it on his own kind of for a short period of time as well. When Crosby would go down or Gensel would go down right after that, mm-hmm. it was him and Rust kind of carrying the load of the first line on this team for a little while. Yeah. And your goalies aren't performing. Like he was, you know, a big piece in keeping the team afloat during some pretty harsh times. Like I said, I, like I'm writing about it so I know a lot about it right now and it's you know, he vowed to be better. This, you know, mm-hmm. immediately he, over the off season, he wanted his last season not really be forgotten about, but he he knew his 72 points minus 20 something and 89 penalty minutes just weren't good enough mm-hmm. and he wanted to improve on all of those things and he did you know he has two more points than he had last season but that's just what happens when everything is shortened and you get hurt um, but it's still an improvement given the time 
Um, he knew that his penalty minutes had to go down. This season, he had the lowest number of his, the lowest amount of time spent in the box. It's since the 2013 season, the lockout season. Jeez. And you know, his plus minus is plus seven. So he's kind of he bounced back in a huge way for himself, and that's what he wanted to do. It's what he vowed to do, and it's what he drove to do, and he did it. Yeah. So it makes the most sense for him out of this team. Yeah. That is for sure, and I think the big word in that definition that I read a couple minutes ago was perseverance, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were counting of getting Malkin out after last season. I think he proved this season that he is not going anywhere when it comes to top-tier players in the NHL. Now, the big question is, when he got nominated for this, is can he add this award to his his trophy case? Will he have a real shot at winning the Masterton this year? Do you think he does? No, I, it's going to be hard because they're going to narrow it down to three finalists. I don't even think he'll be one of those three because um, there's there so stories. many people deserving. Yeah, there's yeah, so there's many stories, stories this, year. this year. There's um, Oscar Lindblom for the Flyers mm-hmm. being diagnosed with cancer. And um, his, his future in the league is still uncertain, but uh, he's been around the team. He was there at Picture Day, so he's still around the team at least. There's you know Jay, Jay Bo Meester collapsing on the bench. Mm-hmm. His career is probably over from that. I mean, he was in the last year of his contract for one, and now he's won his Stanley Cup. It's not like he has, you know, not too much more to play for, but you have something robotic in your chest now. You got to really watch yourself. And there's a third one I'm forgetting that I wrote about. Well, there's a couple that I have here. I mean, it's one of them is probably it. You have Connor McDavid, who was nominated for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, the way he rehabbed. Yeah. The injury that he had instead of taking the surgery, which is the normal route, and the way that he came back, and he's gonna be he's gonna be nominated for a mm-hmm, heart trophy. Probably. He did that after coming off of one of possibly a career-ending injury if he did not do it correctly yeah. in his rehabilitation. So I think he is somebody that has a really opportunity to win it, and I think Bobby Ryan is the other person. Bobby he, Ryan is the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the finalist from Ottawa. It'd be amazing if Ottawa won something this year. I mean, it'd be great for that organization. But that is, to me, you talk about Lindblom, you talk about Bomaster, you talk about McDavid, you talk about Bobby Ryan, all of these great stories, and only one of them are going to get the Masterton Award. And in, in the end, the victory is what they overcame. You look at Bobby Ryan scoring that hat trick in his first home game after returning from rehab. And... Did he had a fight that same game? Did he? Yeah, I learned that today. Whenever I was doing my research for it, he also fought Chris Tanev. Did he get an assist is the question. Did he pull off the Gordie no, Howe hat trick? three goals and five penalty minutes. No, so just, just a regular hat trick in a fight. All right. Well, I mean, that's still, obviously, you can't take anything away from that. Right. So all of these guys are deserving. Evgeny Malkin is also deserving, but those four guys, the stuff that they went through this past year and just the, the sportsmanship and the dedication to the sport that they put in there was, was astounding. And that's why they're probably going to be – one of those four is probably going to be the winner of the Masterton Award, but it's nice for Evgeny Malkin to get nominated and recognized for for his season and what he did for the Penguins. Yeah, and it's always it's it's kind of always nice seeing the Penguins, you know, have someone who has their you know foot in the door as being deserving deserving of the award. I can't remember whose last year's was, but the year before that was Chris Letang after you know coming back from missing an entire playoffs with his neck injury. Yeah, or. You know, if we go back, the only two Penguins to ever win it were Mario in 93 after he, you know, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and then came back to win the GD Art Ross, like (laughs) missing 24 games and still scoring 160 points. And then before that was in 1972-73, Lowell McDonald was the first one after he missed almost two seasons with a bad knee injury that Mm -hmm. tore up... uh, ligaments and cartilage yeah so what mcdonald and lemieux i mean those guys clearly on par with masterton trophy winners those guys have Mm -hmm. massive impacts on the sport of hockey so before we continue i do want to mention one thing i want to talk to you guys a little bit about cool hockey cool hockey is one of our favorite sponsors i have two of the best jerseys i have ever had in a road Sidney crosby and an nhl all-star austin matthews thanks to the guys at coolhockey.com beautiful hand stitching if you would like it for a little bit of an up price but you know what you can do you can knock that price right back down using the promo code THPN to get yourself 30% off at coolhockey.com slash THPN once again that's coolhockey.com slash THPN and promo code THPN 
for 30% off your best and newest hockey jersey. I know I, I've loved my cool hockey jerseys. I'm just waiting, waiting for the NHL playoffs to come around so I could throw that Crosby on for an actual game atmosphere. I've had the Crosby on a couple times, but it's not the same as when you're watching some live hockey. No, I feel that, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. This is my voice, but I know what you mean. I've worn a jersey a couple times, and it's it's a little different just wearing a jersey to wear it than it is to wear it for a game. Yeah. We are going to move on a little bit here, and we mentioned it mm-hmm. a little earlier that we're going to do a NHL draft of pick your phase two skate group. The way this is going to work is we're basically saying that I, Nick Berlanski, and you, Nick Horwat, are Pittsburgh Penguins. Boy, would the team not be in a playoff position if that were the case. But we're going to roll with it anyway. You are on the clock, Mr. Horwat. You have the first pick. Who is going to be on the ice with you? We're going to pick five players. And again, there's no issue as to whether or not it's certain positions, just five players. It could be five goalies if, if you want to pick five goalies. It could be five defensemen or five forwards. So whatever you want to do, Horwat, you're on the clock. Could I name five goalies in our system? Probably, if I tried hard enough. I could. Yeah, I could name five. I think Tokarski is the last one. Yes. Well, All right, yeah. Yeah, I can name six then. Never mind. Just what, <laughs> go ahead with your well, pick. My first pick is a goalie. Straight. It doesn't matter which one. Uh, in that case, I'm just going with Jari, I guess. Uh, because you need someone to shoot on that's not a piece of plywood. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. You kind of want You want someone in there, no matter what. Anytime you play pickup with your buddies, what's the one position that is never there? A goalie. <laughs> And it sucks playing without a goalie because you don't want to play posts. So my first pick is a goalie because you want somebody in there. You want a body that can do something. That's and fair. it's Tristan Jari specifically because I have to take a name. You just had to pick a name. Yes. <clears throat> that's why. Alrighty. Well, that's, a, that's a, definitely not what I expected you to pick. That is not what I thought you were going to go with. So my first pick is going to go to the first pick of this team. I'm going to go with Sidney Crosby for my first pick. Because... You need that superstar talent on the ice that will better you in every single practice, and that is Sidney Crosby. He is undoubtedly, some people will say doubtedly, hockey troll, but he is undoubtedly one of the hardest working players in NHL history. The guy works at his craft and is always evolving his craft, and you just see it from some of the things that we've seen already in the Phase 2 skate groups that are happening with the actual Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby's out there, and the first chance he can get the guy works his ass off, so I would definitely want him out there bettering me, and hopefully I would better him, but I don't think that that's possible. So my first pick goes to Sidney Crosby. That's a good first pick. I mean, I figured that'd be you know anyone's first pick, and that's kind of why I went a different path. I tried to switch it up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, you do want a guy that can change like that, but we're going to jump to round two. Um, same situation, a guy that can, you know, make you better, make you try a little harder, make you really put in some extra effort, uh, because we know he's doing that, um, is Evgeny Malkin. The team MVP, the Masterton nominee, the guy who's putting always putting in the extra steps and has been training since he got back to Pittsburgh, back in his Pittsburgh home. He did some off-ice training. He's already started. He is already getting back to it. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin, the lumberjack. Exactly. It's no more no more cutting wood for him. He's, you know, chopping me down. <laughs> well, there you go. So you have Evgeny Malkin and Tristan Jari so far. That's a pretty good practice group, I would say. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to keep the trend rolling when it comes to top talent. I'm going to go Jake Gensel cuz you need a top winger with him. And especially you look at Jake Gensel and I already have Sidney Crosby on the ice with me, so I could be the third line there. I could be the guy, not the third line, but the the third line mate there and just feed off of those two guys. And obviously you see the ice a lot better when you have those two guys on the ice with you. Plus, Gensel brings a certain pace to his game. Also great passing ability to practice. So he'll be able to sharpen my passing up as I hopefully sharpen his passing up. Also, as a little bit of a, a selfish reason, I could see what Jake Gensel looks like firsthand before anybody else coming back from injury. So... That's why True. I want to be there. Get a little bit of a sneak peek. True. I mean, he's he's on the ice again, and I figured, you know, that'd be a good pick because you're rehabbing him back. He's he's taking the ice himself, and I guess there was more. I mean, not media there, but we know the Penguin social people were there at least to get some shots of practice, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, he's, I mean, I haven't seen him specifically or at least do too much, but he's skating, he's able to move, and uh, things are looking good and looking up. I'm going to dip into my next choice, though, because, you know, I like surrounding a line up here because I already chose a goalie because I didn't want posts to be played. But for my first pick of round three, I'm taking a defenseman. Uh, and it's not Chris Letang because I figured I'd switch up everything on this. <laughs> and I'm taking Brian Dumoulin because you got to better both people. Why not your biggest defensive threat who can mm. shut down Malkin probably? Against Malkin, of all people, who is going to try his best to get around to Dumoulin. Um, just those two playing off each other is great for practice sakes. You know, I like having full lineups. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. And you know what? To echo that statement, my third pick goes to Chris Letang. Because yeah. you're right. You, need, you need a de defenseman there. You need a, a rounded lineup so you can practice different things. You can practice odd man rushes, get the timing back with Sid and Gensi like I would be doing. Or in your case, it would be Malkin and then probably one of your, your next picks. But also, it's one of the best puck movers on the blue line. If not the best puck mover in Chris Letang. So practicing breakouts and transition games are going to be key with having a guy like this. So that's why I'm going to take Letang. He's going to really help us move up towards our, our transitions, our breakouts. And we're going to get nice and crisp before we go play the Habs. True. <laughs> it will be crisp. Um. Yeah, Tang's a guy that, much like Dumoulin, you just like having a defenseman out there, except Dumoulin's more defensively focused. Tang's going to be, you know, quarterbacking a little power play that you're setting up here. Mm -hmm. um, for my next pick, I'm going to make it another fun one because uh, I forgot he was on our team. It's Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't seen him play, we haven't seen what he does in a Penguin uniform. It's you know, been a while since he's played at all. Let's see what he can do. I mean, get our eyes in front of it. Yeah. and you, Talk you, him into staying another year. Who knows? <laughs> you think you could do that? Hell no, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he comes with a lot of experience and probably knows a lot better than you how to get into playing shape in a quicker man manner. Yeah, that's fair, too. Um, he's you know, run the gauntlet before with you know practices and doing all he can, but... More or less, it is just to see what he can do in a Penguin uniform. I mean, only nine games, correct? Something around there, yeah. No yeah, more than a not, dozen. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. That's not much of a uh, resume to look at in terms of what can you do here. Getting some practice time and seeing what he can do is, is going to be a big help going forward, too. It would be interesting. I, To be completely honest, when I was making this, I had about 10 or 11 names in my mind, and I did not actually have Patrick Marlowe. The shame I should feel so bad now you're making me feel bad over here but my fourth pick I'm gonna have to finally do it and pull the trigger on it I'm gonna take Matt Murray because of all the reasons you stated when you took Jari first overall I'm gonna take Matt Murray because you don't want to play posts in practice you do want to have a high caliber goaltender in net and you do want to have somebody that will probably be the starter come game one I'm not throwing shade at Tristan Jari but just saying, Matt Murray at this point kind of seems like he's going to be the starter in game one. So I'm going to roll with him and see what we can do. That line of Crosby, Gensel, and me, and maybe Latang quarterback in a power play, and see how we can do on Matt Murray when there's no defenseman. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, you almost always have to have a goal at your practice. That's why Casey DeSmith is back, right? Casey DeSmith and not just yet, but at some point, Emil Larmy will join the Pittsburgh Penguins as he had some issues with his documentation oh, trying no, to get first... back from wherever he's at. Man, isn't that ironic? <laughs> he said he had only 38 of the 47 forms he needed. Instead of unicorn's blood, he had a unicorn horn. So he's going to have to try to fix that for the next day and next time he tries to come back. So that's funny that you do mention Emil Army because my fifth pick here is I just wanted someone fun who can like keep the energy up and – keep it light make it not so serious because we're coming back from pretty dark times you just need someone to always break the ice and be the funny guy so i just had a locker room guy specifically and i couldn't think of anyone i just wrote down a list of a couple people that could probably do that and emil larmy was one of them <laughs> is he your but, final pick no Two I'm gonna, <laughs> no i'm gonna switch it up and take um uh patrick hornquist because he just seems like you know, he can be a goof around guy, but also when it's time to get down to it, get down to it. 
Mm-hmm. And I just figured he would make more sense overtaking Cardboard Orpic. Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, he probably has a little bit better motion. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like your pick. I like that as the last pick. He He's a locker room guy. And he if anybody will, this man will definitely prep you for playoff hockey. I, yeah. I, I like that pick. He'll get on you. He'll be one of the most – he seems like one of the most competitive guys on the roster, does he not? Oh, of course he does. So I, I like that pick. And you round out your, your list with Jari, Malkin, Dumo, Marlowe, and Hornquist. And My, throw Cardboard Orpic in there because yeah, I'll the, give you, the I'll more give bodies, you the better. <laughs> you can have um, duct tape. Oh, who was it? I think it was Simone Dupre when he went crashing into the boards one day. Only I remember this. Yeah, I definitely don't remember what you're talking about. But I'll have to look it up because apparently he's going to be on the ice with me whenever I take the ice. (laughs) So my first four were Crosby, Gensel, Latang, Murray. I have one pick left. And you know what? I I really like what you you said about having a locker room guy there. And I actually had that too. I mean, I put down kind of a title underneath all of my perspective picks. You have to have the superstar. You have to have the Tendi. You have to have the top winger. You have to have the D-man. And the last thing I had is you have to have the Joker. You need somebody to lighten up that mood because otherwise you do want to have an intensity. And you do want to have a lot of skilled guys that take it so seriously and that care so much. But you do need to have a Joker. Not to say that Crosby and Gensel and Latang and Murray, not to say that those guys aren't lighthearted, but you need the guy that's over-the-top funny. And right. Hornfist was on my list. Mm-hmm. And you took him. But he wasn't my first pick. Ooh. My first pick for that is Brandon Tanev. That's the guy that I want to be my Joker because not only is he, or does he seem to be extremely funny, does he ex- seem to be an extremely good locker room presence for the Pittsburgh Penguins since he came here, but he's extremely fast. You mentioned that several times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he will push you to keep up. I guarantee you he's in great shape right now. I guarantee he stayed in great shape throughout the entire quarantine so he's gonna make you have to keep up with him because of how fast he's gonna be zooming around out there also he seems like he's one of the most hardworking players during games this season Hornfist works extremely hard I will give him that Tanev looked like he was going 110 percent 110 percent of the time so that's why I like Brandon Tanev he's my fifth guy he rounds out my roster and I can definitely say that I am 20 thousand times less skilled than every single person on this list (laughs) yeah it's usually it's how it's gonna go i mean my list is pretty fun too i mean i just like the idea of keeping it different Mm -hmm. um you know jari might not be starting but i mean he's a very talented goaltender that's gonna work you as well in net malkin's gonna work you to the bone no matter where you are on the on the ice Mm -hmm. doomlin's a good defensive backstop to try and stop everything patrick marlowe's the old guy that um, I just want to see what he can do in a penguin uniform. And then, you know, Hornquist just being the energy guy and locker room glue to yeah. keep things rolling around. So it's funny because before this, all I said to you was basically the premise of what this was going to be. And we kind of had the same exact thought process going down and having all those five guys we w- both went with three forwards, a defenseman and a goalie. So interesting that we think basically the same way. And this is just yeah. another example of that. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. I mean, I could have switched it up a lot, but I mean, I didn't want to go too far. I didn't want to just be picking Evan Rodriguez for the sake of it or taking Emil Larmy just to be a fun guy and a second goalie. Very fair. Very fair. But we are going to take a quick break right now when we return a segment on who will be the Pittsburgh Penguins Black Aces as well as a new rendition of Name That Stat Line. Stay tuned. This episode of the Tip of the Iceberg is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Got a crazy bush? I may not be a contractor, but even I know that if you trim your hedges, your tree stands taller. This is why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, featuring advanced skin-safe technology to keep your soldier polished 
washed and cut free. If you're like me and like to handle this kind of business in the shower, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof and features an LED light, so even guys as blind as I am can see what they're doing. If you are listening to me, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and you too can experience it firsthand. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. Again, that's code THPN for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, episode 63, or I guess you could say episode 2 of the summer season for the Tip of the Iceberg. We're going to continue to try to keep pumping out content for you guys because we just we love having our listeners tune in every week, and we want to keep giving you guys what you want. We want to keep giving you content, so that's why we are going to remain here every Monday, dropping a new episode, try to keep them around 30 to 45 minutes as we say that we've been over about 50 minutes on every episode since this quarantine started but i haven't heard any complaints about it nope that's just how it's going to be too sometimes can't always when we're not given a certain time limit or a time minimum we just talk man it's the way it goes yeah we both have a radio background and where it's very strategic like it's very strategic when you talk about what you talk about but here on this especially now that we have that 45 minute time limit kind of lifted even though it wasn't really a harsh time limit to <laughs> go before, now that that's lifted, we just talk, and there's there's no structure at all. That'll happen. So, like I mentioned earlier, the Pittsburgh Penguins, as they return to play with the NHL playoffs and play-in series, they will be limited to 28 skaters. I don't know why I'm saying limited. They will be allowed to take 28 skaters and an unlimited number of goaltenders with them into their hub city. So we're going to determine who that's going to be. I figured let's just start off with the easy one. What goalies are you taking with you to the hub city, Mr. Horwat? Uh, it's going to have to be all four, I'd say, right? Mari. Mari. Mari Povich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to have to be all four, isn't it? Murray, Jari, DeSmith finally make, making back to the NHL, and Larmy. If you want to add Tukarski and more than I'm forgetting after that, you can. Alex DeOrio. Thank you, Alex DeOrio. That's the other one. Um, but I don't know if... I don't know how contracts work out that way because I know he was in the E for a little while. Yeah, and it all really depends on the contracts. But I would yeah. imagine you don't need more than four. No, I wouldn't imagine that either. I would hope not. If if you do, then God save us. But, yeah, I completely agree. It's going to be Jari, Murray, DeSmith, and Larmy. It seems like it's going to be that way anyway with DeSmith already back at practices and Larmy heading, heading his way back to Pittsburgh. So probably going to have all four of those guys in our hub city. And then you look at the Penguins roster. We're not going to go down through every single one of the 28 players because we've talked about the lineup several times, and that's not what this is. You have to figure the 20 players that were on the team at the end of play are going to be there. Then you add Jake Gensel upon his return, and you're at 21. So, Horwat, we have seven spots left to decide who the Black Aces are going to be. Me, personally, I would bring two defensemen. That rounds it up to 10 total for the team and five forwards, which would rounded up to 18 total. Now, I'm going to say my defenseman, and then you can break down what you think you would do. I would first bring up Zach Trotman because he's played in the NHL this season, and he's mm-hmm. proven to be competent when it comes to NHL play. Plus, I'm not too worried about it because he is the ninth defenseman. And the 10th defenseman, why not bring up somebody like P.O. Joseph? I mean, Ooh. the guy has been rumored to be ready some point next season – What's the harm in bringing him up here? It doesn't really mess up anything with his contract, I don't believe, especially because of how crazy this is all going to be. So bring him up here, get him some practices with the National League team, and just see what he's got. And if he gets into a game, he gets into a game. I mean, he'll be the 10th defenseman. So the odds that he gets into an NHL playoff game as the 10th defenseman are pretty, I'd say pretty low, but knowing the Pittsburgh Penguins this year, (laughs) it, (laughs) it really could happen. Hopefully not, knock on wood. But that's who I would bring defenseman-wise. I'd bring up Zach Trotman and P.O. Joseph, giving me five spots left. Who would you bring on defense? That's a hard one. I'm going to agree with you on the Zach Trotman one. For as good or bad as he may be, you know, at times in the NHL, he's a he's a player that has played before. He's someone that we know can 
you know, perform in the NHL and at least be better than, you know, cardboard or pick. I mean, so he'd be my pick as well. I was I would lean toward David Orsovsky over P.O. Joseph just for experience, I think, is my second pick mm-hmm. because he's also been there before. He's seen time in the NHL and, you know, not anything against P.O. Joseph as for being ready, but... You know, sometimes you just need a little bit more of a veteran presence, especially in um, the playoffs. And plus, we've seen the way things can go. We don't want to jack up um, any kind of progression or growth as a player by bringing up this kid who, let's say he gets into a game somehow because things just went to hell. Who is to say he doesn't get a real bad injury and now he's out? <laughs> for god knows how long yeah that's a that's a big if though i mean to me oh of course it's a big if to me i I don't think there's a way that you can really jack up his progression right now if anything you're saving face and keeping it where it is because you think about the fact that the ahl canceled its playoffs and they're not going to be coming back until who knows when it's really to be determined whenever they can get fans because that is a fan and gate produced league if anything you're getting him some ice time when normally he won't get it so i mean to each their own. I like David Warsawski. He was the captain down there this year. But also, I, I factor in the fact that P.O. Joseph is younger. He does not necessarily, as far as I know, he doesn't have wife and kids with him. Whereas David Warsawski yeah. might. So, I mean, he might be more receptive to going and playing and being quarantined for two months when he's not going to be probably, again, probably a lot of hypotheticals in this, mm-hmm. but probably not going to be playing. Yeah, that's fair too. I mean... If I was to draw it up, maybe I'll take three extra defensemen with me then. It really is whatever you want to do. I only took two defensemen because we already had eight on our NHL roster. So it's like a 10, 10 should be good, I would think. Four in reserve, but I can see why somebody would say more defensemen, especially the way the Penguins defensemen have been dropping like flies throughout the season. So that leaves a couple of forwards. And it is the thinner, it's like yeah. the thinner of the two. So that leaves some forwards. Who would you bring up forward-wise for the NHL playoffs? See, that's a hard one because everyone I'm looking at here on our cap friendly at least, Anthony Angelo and Sam Lafferty are already up in the NHL roster. Mm-hmm. I everyone included Lafferty with the uh, end of play because he was up with the team with the end of play. I had a, a time of emergency loan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's harder to flip through because you see these guys down here, and I don't, off the top, I don't know how many of them have NHL experience. Thomas DePauli, a game. but <laughs> So we're definitely not picking out of experience here. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just going with who do you want to see? I, at least that's how I'm taking it. Who do I want to see? And um, this is just, I mean, I'm picking these players like they're going to get in. But it'd be fun to see guys like Casper Bjorkquist and Philip Hollander get some NHL ice and see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. I know Hollander's on a loan, but you know, who knows what he can do if he pops up. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, he's a young kid that should have a future in front of him. And Kasser Bjork has been playing down in the minors for a little while now. Yeah, he was injured this year. I don't know. It all would depend on whether or not he's back from that injury. The team speaks very highly of all these guys down here, even guys like Jordy Bellreve or Sam Militic, who can be brought up. I mean, Riley Barber's probably a shoe-in because he was traded for – that was the Blandese trade? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so he'd probably get put in because I think he's seen NHL time before and was not afraid to do it again you know a lot of things to look at when talking about this kind of thing i mean guys that you're gonna bring up i would assume barbers in in on that to probably will be as well adam johnson i forgot he played mm-hmm. at one point too yeah he had a really good weekend in minnesota and winnipeg early in the season yeah so you figure those three are shoe-ins immediately and then after that it's gonna be just picking from the litter i'm pooling and legere we don't touch Really? Getting into that yet? No, I wouldn't. Not no? yet. I don't know. Anthony Angelo is on his way to Pittsburgh. That was confirmed by his Instagram. So I'd imagine Anthony Angelo is <laughs> on the list. I right. would also go with the other Double A, Andrew Agazzino, because he played in the NHL for a couple of games. Adam Johnson is on my list as well. So you mentioned those three, and yes, those three have had some time with the Pittsburgh Penguins roster this season. So those three, I think, are shoe ins. But my last two spots. So I got Trotman, Joseph, Johnson, Agazino, Angelo. My last two spots go to Pullen and Legare. Why not? Why not? Well, what are they doing right now? Sitting on the couch? Come to Pittsburgh. Get some experience. 
I know they loved Legere in the re- the preseason. That's basically going to be the level of play for the first play-in round. So if these guys get in, it's not like it's going to be high-level playoff hockey. It's going to be basically preseason hockey because it's going to be the first games that these guys are playing in over three months. Yeah, and thank you for saying Agazino because I completely forgot about him, and he's not on our cap friendly anywhere. He's not? No, not that I've – I mean, I've looked through it like three times while you were talking, and I didn't see him. Okay, well, maybe he's not an option. So if not Agazino, <laughs> that was fine. Bring up, I don't, I don't know, Militech or somebody like that. But my point – the big point I'm trying to make is bring up why not bring up Sam Poole and Nathan Legare? You said don't touch them. Why? Well, I also don't know what contracts look like. I mean, if you can, go for it. Be my guest. I'm just saying I don't know what their projections are. I don't know what management would want to do with that sort of situation. I figured they'd be a little quicker to pull up a an AHLer rather than maybe have to work out contracts with their guys that are currently in juniors. I mean, it's not something that's unheard of. No, I know. I'm not look saying look at McCarr last year. Yeah, and we pulled well, – he was in college, wasn't he? He wasn't – yeah, he was in college, but okay. it's not like I mean, Poulin or Legere are going to be playing in the juniors anytime soon, and it's pretty known that they're probably going to start next season with Wilkes-Barre. I would imagine it at least. I would imagine that too. And plus, it's not not, not so much that. It's also, I mean, it, players are pretty quick to you know be sent back down to juniors in their first year of experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it can work both ways. This is just me not knowing management stuff and just <laughs> – Saying I don't I, w- I wouldn't assume management would take him at least I wouldn't assume it. But that's just me. I mean, if those are the pit your picks, those are your picks as well. But I would stick. I mean, without picking them, I'm going Bjorkquist and then the guys I mentioned before: Barber, DePauli, Adam Johnson, guys that you know have been up here before and are probably first in line to come back up again. Yeah, and there is something to be said that it would be kind of upsetting for guys like Bjorkfist or, or Hollander that Poole and Legere weren't even with Wilkes-Barre, and now they get the, the call over us. But yeah. at the same time, if you're in that situation, do you know that these two are the top two prospects? And do you know that, okay, that kind of makes sense? Um, You know, there's the, the saying of like, you always want your team to win, but I mean – it's your organization, not really your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is a very dog eat dog. Yeah. Or, not organization, but I mean the, the sport a as a whole. It's a business. So yeah. while you probably yes, these are my organization mates. These are are technically going to be my teammates, but you know I want that call. I don't want them to get that call. I want that call. So I can see a little bit of of angst and anger from that. But I mean, if I'm Jim Rutherford, I'm looking at it and saying it's these business, two guys. Yeah were so good in junior this year and and they were legare had over mm-hmm. 30 goals Poulin didn't have over 30 goals but he had way over a point per game in the queue for a team that was probably on their way to possibly winning the memorial cup or at least the qmjhl championship so i i don't know i just want to see them i want to see them with the big squad so i would bring them up it's a good idea too we're gonna see and like i said we're already kind of seeing who those players are going to be with Anthony Angelo being mm-hmm. brought back to Pittsburgh. So obviously Anthony Angelo is going to be a black ace. So we'll, we'll figure that out and piece that together. We have seen the first groupings of Pittsburgh Penguins get back on the ice. And boy, was that just a sense of just happiness just to see people actually practicing. And it's not stock footage from 1983. It's <sighs> to see people that are practicing right now. And to see the fact that Gensel and Crosby were in the first group was even better. It looked like a bunch of studs in that first grouping, aside from <laughs> Casey DeSmith. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen, Casey DeSmith can be a stud. He had a great year last year. In the minors this year, not as much. But... I'm sh- I bet you he was the first one there, too. I bet you he was camping out overnight. <laughs> he said, I found my passport, guys. I'm ready this time. I am here. I haven't been here all season. Where you want to go? Could've... I'll go to Turkey. I'll go to Greece. I'll go anywhere. I got my passport. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'll be first one there. I'll be making the damn coffee. Uh, I'm sure he was there. I'm sure he was ready. And getting reps in was some, what we saw, Brian Russ, Jake Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, I think McCann. Yeah, McCann was there with some sick flow. Yeah. Um, that farmer's flow. Yeah. So we know some of our guys are getting ready. That was the first group we saw. I, You know, who knows? Maybe a little bit of extra chemistry gets built there. You never know. 
I mean, it's good to see them back on the ice. It's been three plus months since they've been allowed too, yeah. to be they on the ice. They looked good. They looked good too. I mean, from the two minute video, I don't know if I can say whether or not I. Be- I mean, they looked good to me, but I have a very untrained eye when it comes to <laughs> that small of a of a sample size. Sample size, exactly. Thank you. But they looked good for a two minute video that was definitely edited down to get rid of the mistakes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But. We have one more thing we need to do, and it is an oldie but a goodie of a segment. It is Name That Stat Line. If you were not a listener back at that point, well, go back and listen to those episodes. They're pretty good. We're going to do another segment of that, excuse me, right now. Name That Stat Line. For those of you who don't know, I name a stat line and give a season, and Horwat tries to guess what player posted that stat line. He gets one clue, if he so chooses, for mm-hmm. each player and one mulligan. You can get one wrong before it's it's over. We're going to start it off with the 1992-93 season. What a season that was for the Penguins. Yeah, it was their only President's, President's trophy. trophy year. Yes. Yes, sir. And this player during that regular season had 55 goals, 56 assists for 111 points, and he tacked on for good measure 177 penalty minutes. Can you name that stat line, Horwat? Oh, no, it's not Mario. He had 160. <laughs> there you I go. mentioned that a few minutes ago. Ooh, um, what's it called? What's he called? Kevin Stevens. Wow, yeah, definitely. Correct, correct. The correct. penalty minutes piece right there, baby. The pen- Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of them had over 100 penalty minutes. I was actually very surprised. And did you was know... the it, times. It, yeah, in that season... There were four Penguins that went over 100 points. It was Lemieux, Stevens, as you mentioned, Rick Tockett, and Ron Francis. Yarmir Yager was stuck in the 90s. Yeah, that um, was the skyline year. It was mm-hmm. Lemieux, Yager, and Stevens being the top line. Then a couple years later, whenever they decided to swap out Stevens and Francis and have three of the NHL top ten leading scorers of all time on the same friggin' line. <laughs> Just They're not stopping that. Exactly. Yet, yet they didn't really win much. But No, but it was a hell of a season. Both those seasons, they put up astounding numbers. Very true. Very true. Well, let's move on to number two. You soared through that first one, which I wasn't expecting. Right. So number two, in the 2001-2002 season, he posted 32 goals, 44 assists for 76 points, and including three hat tricks. In 0102? Yes. Okay, so it's not Yager. He was already gone. Right? Yeah, he was already gone. Yeah. Definitely 01. The 0102 season. Oh, who was on this team? I this is the video <laughs> game year that I own. This is NHL 02 with Mario on the cover. Then you should have already known this. Come on now. It's like one of three people. It's either Mario Kovalev. It's not Morozov. It's one of two people. It's one of those two. It has to be. Well, what is your final answer? Kovalev, final answer. Well, you're two for two. Alexi nice. Kovalev scored 76 points and had three of the five Pittsburgh Penguins hat tricks that season. And that leaves only one person left. If you can go three for three, I'll be pretty impressed, especially with the layoff that we had in doing this segment. I'll be very impressed. The 1988-89 season. 49 goals. 66 assists. 115 points and 118 penalty minutes. 88-89. So, Lemieux scored five goals five different ways. This is before Yager. Ooh, wait. How many goals? 49. Damn. Okay. Not Rob Brown, I think. (laughs) Unless I'm completely speaking out of my ass. You do have a clue if you would like it, but. I'm trying to go without the clue. I was about to say, you're this far. I think you should try without the clue. Ah, what's the worst if I come out wrong? If it was 49 goals and 66 assists, you said? Yes. I'm going to still I'm going to stick with Rob Brown. I don't know why. It is Rob Brown. Woo! It is it is Rob Brown. There was really nobody else on that team that could put up 49 goals. Come on now. Mario. <laughs> I mean, yeah, besides Mario, but Mario that season led the league with about 160 points. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Brown was fourth with a 115. So, you went three for three. Kevin Stevens in 92-93, Alexei Kovalev in 2001-02, and Robbie Brown in 1988-89. Not even needing a hint, Nick Horwat, you are a champion. 
at thank you name that stat line we'll have to i'll have to make them a little harder next time if you're just breezing through them easily. <laughs> but that is going to do it we have a couple more things we actually have to mention right before we let you go we have a programming update for the next couple of weeks both me and you will be going on vacation so a little bit harder to pump out content when you're sitting on a beach but there is going to be a two-part series where we will be selecting the best player to wear each jersey number in Pittsburgh Penguins history. You saw this happening on NHL.com with the entire league. You saw it happen on The Athletic. We actually recorded this a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to have part one, which is numbers 1 through 35, and part two, which is numbers 36 through 99. That'll come out in two weeks from now, but that is what you're going to be looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Of course, we will have any news updates, we'll, we'll throw a little blurb in there if there's anything big that happens. Say, like, Evgeny Malkin winning the Masterton, maybe? Probably not, but it'd be nice. <laughs> and then one yeah, other he... thing we wanted to mention. Oh, sorry, did you have something No, to you're good, you're good. I was just adding on to it. It'd be nice to see, but yep, continue. One other thing we wanted to add. We're looking for you, our listeners, who want to discuss the Pittsburgh Penguins versus Montreal Canadiens series here on the tip of the iceberg with you, Nick Horwat, and me, Nick Berlansky. We want to have some fans on, some listeners on, to discuss that upcoming play-in series. And all you need to do for that opportunity is message us at Iceberg Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what about the series you would like to discuss on the show. Tell us what you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Jake Gensel's return and what it's going to look like? Do you want to talk about what happens with Carey Price when he comes back? Is he going to be able to actually show stop the series and take it for the Montreal Canadiens? So let us know what you want to talk about. Like I said, direct message us at Iceberg Podcast on Twitter, and we'll have an episode sometime in July that will feature all of these interviews with our listeners. We'd love to get as many of you guys on as we can. So send us those DMs. We'll be checking them in on the next couple of weeks, and then we'll probably record this sometime in early July each with each of you individually. So let us know. and We'd love to have you on. One last thing I want to mention before we go, I got to talk to you guys a little bit about Manscaped. You heard earlier that they have the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. We gave away the perfect package last Saturday, but if you didn't get the perfect package for free, you can go on to manscaped.com, use the promo code THPN to get 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's code THPN for 20% off and free shipping. Shipping, shipping, wow. <laughs> it is the best in men's below the belt grooming, and there's no doubt about that. So get on there, get your ball hair trimmers, get whatever you want from there. Lots of good products. Your balls are going to thank you. But that is it for us here on episode 63. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick Horwat 41 and Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. Our podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcast from. So please, we ask you to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and comment under our link on Apple Podcasts. We love reading those as well. We are brought to you as always by the great and amazing Hockey Podcast Network. Check out any of the 36 unique podcasts. Now, I know some of the NHL-specific podcasts aren't coming out on a weekly basis, but we still have specialty shows like the Ice Analytics podcast, like the Ho House of Hockey podcast, excuse me, and of course, as always, Tales with TR, plus several other podcasts that are fantastic, so go check those guys out, and you can visit the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere, enjoy the number of episodes in the next two weeks, and we'll see you in a couple weeks, Pens fans.